State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something, to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Enjoying Black Tech Green Money? Head to iTunes or Google Podcasts and leave us five stars. Bonus points if you add a warm and fuzzy comment. I would appreciate it. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes when they drop. Afrotech 2016, San Francisco, California. Jessica Matthews, founder and CEO at Uncharted Power, is on the main stage giving a lightning talk about why she chose Harlem, New York as the headquarters for building world-changing energy and sustainability tech. She leans in on how acknowledgement and exposure to diversity of culture lends itself to better outcomes when building disruptive technologies for the benefit of every human on the planet. I wanted my team, you know, from walking from the subway to our office to see the world. When we were downtown, you know, you would see maybe two types of people living their lives all in one same one way. You move uptown, you see seven types of people living their lives in 14 different ways. You see your rabbi on 96th, you see your barber on 125th, but like you literally, it's like it's like CNN. It's like it's like the world right in front of you just while you're going to work. Imagine then how your engineers will design, how your designers will build, how your marketing people will narrate what they will say when they have the world around them. And as a result, it was actually really important to make sure that we also hired from the community, that we created a nonprofit called the Harlem Tech Fund with the specific purpose of making sure that we were ushering in urban renewal and not gentrification. To make sure that we were training a pipeline, thank you, yes, that we were training a pipeline of people, of talent within Harlem that we could, Harlem and the Bronx, you know, we gotta expand it. Um, <laughs> Bronx people were not having it when we didn't include them. Uh, to make sure that we have that, that, that pipeline of people we can hire, that we can engage with, that we can work with. I'm Will Lucas, and this is Black Tech, Green Money. 
I'm going to introduce you to some of the biggest names, some of the brightest minds, and brilliant ideas. If you're black in building or simply using tech to secure your bag, this podcast is for you. Ronnie Brown is the founder and CEO at Girl CEO, a multifaceted platform built specifically for female entrepreneurs and helps women learn how to become the CEO in their lives to reach the success they desire. She's built a hugely successful coaching and e-commerce business. And I asked Ronnie, with so many people wanting to sell their merchandise online, how can we gauge if people even want what we have to offer? Well, I think the, the biggest thing that they need to focus on is really not on just focusing on getting a sale. You know, the mistake that we make and a lot of people make is they solely focus on the sale and getting people to buy their stuff. There's a process that has to happen before people trust you. And I like to kind of um, compare building a business and, and really growing your audience. I like to compare that to dating right? Uh, let me ask you, Will, when you date someone, do you trust them the first night that you meet them? No, absolutely not. Right. And what would you say it takes for you to begin to trust them? Would it be time? Time? Yes. And when a woman is dating a man, I think that she normally determines if he's serious or not based on his what? Um, his his attention to her, his commitment to her, his responsiveness to her, his level of communication to her, all those things. And it's the, the word that kind of sums it up is consistency. Yeah, there you right? go. Yeah, it's good. And that is the same way that we build relationships with our potential customers. You build a customer base and you build a community by positioning yourself to allow people to develop a relationship with you. And that relationship then leads to trust. And then after trust, you begin to open up and you put the wall down. It's just like dating. So we have to date our audience. We have to get to know them. We have to be authentic to, with them. We have to be consistent, meaning consistently showing up, putting out content, going live, having conversations with them, um, allowing yourself to be transparent about what you stand for. And after that happens, then you will be someone that they trust. And people buy from people they trust. So the way that you do it is building that trust. So so then talk to me about like that balance between working to build that brand and build that operation. Like how do how do you do both those things really, really well? When you say build a brand and the operation, what do you mean? Building like, the brand, you know, go, those things going live, those things, making sure my my lights is hitting me right on my Instagram photos or, you know, my tweets are on fire. And then at the same time, trying to build this operation to support the actual business. Yeah. So the way that I normally uh, do that is there are two things, you know, there is you working on your business and then there is you working in your business, mm -hmm. right? What we, be, what we make a mistake of thinking is that you immediately start working on your business. And once you start working on your business, which is you producing content, you going live, you putting the post out there that you no longer have to work in your business. Okay. The goal is to work in your business first. Yeah, all right. Yeah. And then build it up to a place where you can then delegate and that you can teach someone else how to 
work in your business so that you can transition out of working in the business and that you can work on the business. Working on the business is you doing the visual content, you making the decisions, you uh, going to the meetings, you doing the podcast, doing the advertising, which will eventually drive traffic um, to the actual websites or to the brand overall. So there are two things. And, and I would definitely say that you have to take your hands off of it, which is what a lot of people struggle with is delegation. Yeah, you know, you have yeah. to have someone that you trust. Um, I have my project manager here. She runs my life pretty much. And I trust her because um, she is the person who shows up. She is the person who is consistent. Uh, she is the person who thinks ahead. So we have to build a team. That's how yeah. I, I, do, I do it. So I'm not going to get on here and bullcrap you um, and say, oh yeah, you just do it all. No, you have to have a team to assist you. You have to have people that you can trust and, and you can't be a person who is overpowering and you know not wanting to delegate. So Girl CEO, I, when I think about you know, being exposed to your brand and what you've built for yourself, you really help. And, and this is my description, you know, so you might have a different description, but me looking out, me looking inside, to your, you know, what you pull out publicly. I see you as somebody who helps women, you know, honestly just level up from, you know, doing this thing into their kitchen and then actually making a real business that got licenses and permits and all, you know, the actual LLC and an actual, you know, paying taxes and et cetera. You help women level up and not even just women because that's something that does spill over to being able to help men also, even though that may not be your target. Yeah. So when I when I think about that is there are so many women who are still firsts these days because women haven't always had that opportunity to step up into the limelight and to be featured. What is it based on your experience you see women most need as more and more they get opportunities to be in the front the forefront? Um I think that they need more women who are willing to share their platform with them more women who are willing to market and promote them and more women who are willing to give them um, less motivation and more resources, tools, and strategy. Love that. Like I'm, I go to, I, I used to go to a ton of uh, empowerment events and I kind of scaled back from that because I'm already empowered. Right. <laughs> at this point in my life, I need resources. I need information. Um, I need strategy. So when I start asking questions like, um, what apps are you using? What software, you know, are you using? Who built your funnel? Okay. Yeah, yeah. What lead generation tools are you currently using? Who's running your ads for your company? And what type of content that are you all putting out that's converting? Like those are the types of information that we need to scale a business. That's really good. It leads so well into this next thing that I've heard you talk about before. And it's how important is coaching to the success of an entrepreneur, like male or female, so much of what we do as business owners and somebody's been there before. And even if you've been there before, you may want to go through it a better way than you did last time. Like how much has coaching uh, impacted your life and you advise for others? Well, I'm a college dropout. And I did not go to college at all. I probably went for um, two weeks and I realized that being a teen mom with a son attempting to go to college, it was going to be very difficult for me. So I had to make a decision uh, whether I was going to go to college and 
just stay here and wait the four years and wait for the degree and then go off and get a job? Or was I just going to go to work because my son needed Infamil and he needed Pampers? So I eventually had to choose between making immediate money and staying in college. And I didn't have that six figure, you know, mom or dad that had the college fund saved up for me. I grew up in the projects. So I had to make a decision. And of course, that decision was to go to work. And a lot of people ask me, okay, you know, why is coaching important? And I believe that, and I'll probably get scrutinized for this, but I'm in a season where I have to say what I, what I really feel is if I had to choose again between college and being able to sit at the feet of a multimillionaire to learn how he did it, I would pay the multimillionaire to learn hands-on from him before I was to go and pay for a college degree. You, you mentioned something. You just had a phrase there, paying a mentor. Oh, yeah. Pay. I believe paying people for their time. Talk to me about that. Because we, we, too many of us think that, you know, just be my mentor. Like, we can go yeah. out to lunch. And that's the thing. You know, here's the thing. If I can get someone to just do something, if I approach someone and I'm talking to them about helping me grow my company and they're truly successful, all right, if they can just drop their business and dedicate their time to me, then I personally don't believe that they are successful. It is at that moment where I am going to say, hold on something's not adding up, but <laughs> successful people are going to require you to invest in yourself. Yeah. And it's not just because they need the money. Let me just say this successful people think different. Successful people know that they have to pause their business, their day to day to pour into you, which takes them away from their company, which then affects their income. But they also know the lack of dedication that people have when they don't invest in themselves. Right. Yeah. How often is it that you see people sign up for stuff that is free? And they don't show up and they don't follow through because they didn't invest in it. But when we sow a seed in that thing, baby, we, when we put our money in that thing, we we're showing up. <laughs> we showing up, right? I have yet to see people spend a thousand or two thousand dollars on business coaching or some sort of course and just not take it. Now they may start and not finish, but very few are not going to show up at all. So the the money is really just like the promise that you are going to follow through to yourself. And that's how you have to view it. What do you think is not out of the realm of logical for paying a mentor? Should I be thinking a couple hundred dollars or tens of dollars or thousands of dollars? Well, I look at mentorship different. And that's just because uh, as I've begun to grow, I see it just a little differently. You know, I pay a certain amount of money not for, I'm not really even looking for a lot of attention. I'm going to pay a certain amount of money to be in amongst people who are making a certain amount of money. I'm going to pay for access. I'm going to pay for network, right? So for me, for example, if I'm going to a conference, like if I'm coming to your conference, right? You guys have a conference. You, you've been having conferences for quite a while, yeah, right? Yeah. If you have a conference or a festival, I'm not going to buy a general admission ticket. That's right. You want the platinum. I'm going to go and I'm going to get the 
platinum. That's right. In addition to that, I'm just not going to go get the platinum. I'm going to say, what's next? What's top tier? Is there a $1,000 ticket? Uh, is there a $3,000 ticket? And the reason why I think that way is because I'm thinking of the network. I'm thinking of the access to the people who can also afford this level ticket and the information that they have in their minds, but also the amount of income that they're probably making and the potential business that we could probably do together in the future. So my mindset is a little different. Bars, bars, love it. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative. The 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field. From free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses. Helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 million black businesses initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. How do, how do I know when it's time to invest in a coach? I, I, I think that there are certain coaches for certain levels in your life, you know? Uh, There isn't a coach for every single thing. What I've learned and what I've personally experienced is that I've had coaches for every season. 
you know, when I was making $40,000 a year, there was a coach that was going to help me get from 40 to 60, maybe. And then maybe I needed to work on public speaking, right? So there's a public speaking coach, okay? Then there's a coach that specializes in systems. And that coach may take me from, from $60,000 a year to six figures, Okay, so I think it is really about knowing what phase you are in, in your business. That's the first thing, but also just knowing what your budget is, right? You may not always need to pay for a coach. I think when you are just starting out, you may need to join a community because what you may need to do is get on fire, right? And the best way to get on fire is sometimes you can't afford the coach. But what did they say? If you stand close to the fire, you get hot. You ready to run, you get pumped up. So you may need to start off with the community, right? We have our girl CO community. That's our lower tier, right? You may have your general mission. That's just to get you in the door, right? At the event. And then as you begin to grow your income, you'll scale up and go to the coach that is on your level financially at that time that you can afford to invest in. And I believe in doing things based on where you are financially. And so I'm going to ask a, a, a two-sided question, which I don't like to ask, but I think you, you can handle this. Like, how do you, number one, find the right coach? Um, and number two, what does that, what does a good coaching relationship look like? Because you, you just mentioned, you know, you had a coach that took you from a few thousand to six figures. Like, how, right. how does that happen? What does that relationship look like? Yeah, so I coach a lot of women and and I've personally helped a lot of women go from, you know, making $5,000 a month. I've had one that I most recently worked with and and I helped her go to $100,000 a month. But what it looks like is accountability. What I've seen over the years is that a lot of people are not struggling with just the information. Um, They're not struggling with what to do. A lot of people come from corporate America. And when you are in corporate America, you have someone babysitting you almost. There's a manager, there's a supervisor, there's someone who's coming around the corner, you minimizing that screen and you popping it back up and getting back on Facebook. So you're used to playing the game, right? In corporate America, you're getting paid by the hour or you're getting paid a salary. And most people have mastered doing just enough to stay employed so they can get that check every two weeks, right? So what happens is they transition over into entrepreneurship and the same games that they played in their nine to five, they kind of come on over into, into their business. And they think that they can bull crap the business. And the thing about the business is you only get out of the business, which you, you put, put in. in. That's right. So you will not cash a check on entrepreneurship that you did not work for. Okay. So how do you find a good coach? The first thing is you identify your issue because some of us allow other people to diagnose us but we really know deep down inside the area that we are lacking in some of the things that I personally look for when I'm looking for a coach is the amount of information that people are willing to give away for free Hmm. I'm gonna say that one more time pay attention to the amount of information that people are willing to give away for free let me tell you why When people don't have a lot to give, they have a scarcity mindset. Yeah, yeah, stingy. They are so quick to ask for a dollar because they don't know where their next idea, where their next payment, you know, where the next thing, where the next thought is coming from. But when people have true wisdom, 
they are not afraid to share because they know that it's just going to continue to attract That's people right. to them. And so there's more just, where that came from. It's more. Like, you, <laughs> you fighting people off. I'm telling people, I'm booked. I'm booked up all 2021, you know? I am just that kind of person. So I observe. And if you are truly full of wisdom and knowledge, then you're always sharing wisdom and knowledge. Your systems, your apps, how you hire, where you get your people. You're not afraid to give that away because what, what, what does it do? It's edifying you. So I pay attention, top way to identify who's a good coach. Pay attention to who's really willing to give away a certain amount of information for free and not worry about a payment. I mentioned this in the intro, but Ronnie is a highly respected and in-demand coach. As an extension of her coaching business and as a way to scale herself and meet consumer demand, she designed a daily journal for entrepreneurs. While most journals might include prompts for daily tasks, hers encourages you to get detailed down to the hour. So I asked, how scripted should an entrepreneur's day be? Ronnie Brown speaks on it. Well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it's scripted. I I I believe that either you control your day or the day controls you, right? I have a project manager and she helps me stay on task because I'm also a creative. So creative means I can create content all day. I love creating content. I love um, creating visions. I love helping people design their lives and their offers and all that kind of stuff, but I can get off task, right? So we have to be intentional with our day. And if we are not intentional with our day, then we run into distractions. So it's very important that you're not scripted, but you are intentional with running your business on a schedule. If you want to be successful, then there is something called a routine. There are two things that you need to have to be successful is discipline, right? And routine. Once you master those two things, nothing and no one can stop you. So hell yes, you need to be on an hourly schedule if you want to be productive. So for those people, well, let me ask you this way. How, how did you know you were ready to afford a, 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 an assistant, that, that project manager, that somebody who's like walking hand in hand with you? Um, because that's an expense. It's not really like bringing in money directly, maybe indirectly. Yes. So how did you know you were both ready for that? And how app wise, because you, you mentioned this a few times, how do you, how do you operationalize your life pre-assistant? Yeah. So you can use a written calendar. I don't function well with digital calendars. If I can just be honest, I'm really old school. I need to see it in front of me. So I need to see it in writing. I need to see a time. I need to see things in front of me. So prior to me having a project manager, um, I was really writing things down. I tried the iPhone stuff that doesn't work for me. It's just it's too many dings going off at, at a certain time of the day and I won't even know what it is. So I had to write it down. That's the first thing. And as far as knowing when I can afford that, uh, that is something uh, that I sat down and I kind of looked at my, my income, right? My accountant always talks about knowing where you are. Sometimes we think we are somewhere and we aren't there, right? <laughs> so you have to, you got to know your numbers. And your numbers are not, you know, I bought something for $50. I sold it for a hundred. 
I made a $50 profit, right? right? Your numbers are, I bought something for $50 and I sold it for a hundred, but then I minus my expenses, my shipping, my materials, my supplies, my website. So that's how you get to your true number, right? A lot of us are looking at the gross. We got to look at the net. Yes. Net is minus the expenses. And once I looked at that, that's okay. I can budget this in. I have about six people on my team right now. Um, I knew that I can afford that because I was willing to be on. And let me go and be a little more honest. I was also willing to make sacrifices to be able to afford that. Mm. So I'm doing my own hair. You know, for a while I didn't get my nails done. You know, I was wearing a hoodie for like six months. Same hoodie, same sweatpants, same girl seal hoodie. People thought I was repping a brand, but I'm like, I ain't shopping. No, I'm not shopping out here. Like I'm just about to really grind it out. You know what I'm saying? So it's just thinking a little different. Like I'm not about to go out to eat. I'm gonna just do these home cooked meals. Like I had to sacrifice. At what point did you know this was the best investment I could have made because I'm seeing the success elsewhere? Because when it's just you, you begin to trust yourself too much. And when there is no quality control, there is no one there to tell you that something is wrong. And when there is no correction, there is no growth. So I needed someone who was strong minded, you know, that could put me in my place, that could give me honest opinion. That's why I have Shannon. Um, I needed someone who specialized in different things because the most valuable thing that you have is your time. Right. And you have to understand that you need your time to grow the company and if you truly want to grow something then you need to be 100% focused on your gift my gift is not project management my gift is not graphic design you know my gift is definitely not shipping and fulfillment right so I need to put people in those positions so that I can operate in my gift which is talking as you can probably tell, yeah, 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 it's good. <laughs> which is marketing, which is selling, which is creating content, which is networking. I love people. I needed to be in my lane so that I can grow and evolve. You said before I was watching a YouTube video and, and you were talking about like, you should not just get into business to make money. Um, talk to me about, cause I would imagine some people say, well, isn't that the point? So let me just say this. You get into business to make impact, right? Once you start making impact, you'll make money. And if you are passionate about the impact that you are making, you won't have to fight the money away. But if it's only about money, if it's only about profit, you're going to have times when you wake up and the profit isn't going to be there. Like people see Ronnie Brown, oh, Ronnie Brown, she got girl CEO, she has it going on. Okay, but did y'all see that morning where I woke up and them sales said zip zero, zip zippity zero? (laughs) My life was not, it wasn't like this. Like there were days where I cried in the car. You ever cry in a car before? Man, you ever leave a meeting and cry in a car? You know how you turn Mm -hmm. the music down, and that's when when you turn that music off and you just ride in silence. You just think about every single thing that's not working in your life. I've had those moments. I've cried. You ever have to put some foundation on real quick to cover up the the teardrops that was going down because you over here, you 500 short on your rent or your mortgage because you sit there and said you were going to bet on yourself. Like we have to understand that there are going to be moments where the money is not going to be there. But that's when your passion is, is tested, right? You have to be 
passionate and your your passion and you remembering why you are doing what you're doing like it's the gas for the car like that's going to be the thing that you're going to need to fuel you up when you about to give up and it won't be money it's not going to be money it has to be the feeling or the person you're serving or you know you making a difference in someone else's life because you gonna have to do a whole lot of that for free before the money comes along you know a spot but not just a spot the spot actually with the 2023 nissan frontier you know a bunch of them but the key to these great spots being able to reach them in the first place your spot is out there Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. I kind of want to come full circle to something we talked about earlier, because, I, because I'm, I'm glad we have this foundation for this next question. And is, um, what are some of the strongest ways people can build a brand online? Just the branding part, because I, you talked a lot about impact here today. You talked a lot about trust and building that, you know, mutual trust between you and, and your the people you are trying to serve. And I would imagine like there's so many people out there who are like, I have trust, but my numbers aren't growing on IG or TikTok or Facebook or whatever. Yeah, I think that we need to focus less on numbers. Right. When I say numbers, I'm speaking numbers as in followers. Yeah. Yeah. I have a lot of people who have 50,000 followers, but they're making $50,000 a month. I have people who have 200,000 followers and they're in my inbox saying, hey, Ronnie, I need your help because I can't monetize my page. I get 5,000, 10,000 likes on the picture. 
but no one's buying anything from me. So I just want us in 2021, you know how everyone's doing that. Let's normalize. <laughs> yeah. can, we, can we normalize not thinking that a follower count determines the intelligence or the level of success that someone has? Because there are people with very little followers that are killing it in sales right now. So I just want to say that. And then the next thing, your next question was like building a brand. Like, how do you do that? I'm going to say this over and over every time someone asks me this. Let me, let me ask you a question, Will. Yeah. When you see a yellow arch, what do you think about? McDonald's. If you see a silver apple, what do you think about? Apple. Okay. Why do you think about those companies? Because you've seen them over and over and over and over again. They are literally like embedded into your brain that every time you think of an arch, you know, it's McDonald's. Yeah. Anytime you see an apple sign, you don't even think of a fruit. You think of a tech company. That's right. How is that possible? Because the more we see something, we remember it. And the brand presence is there, right? Consistency. It's consistency. It's visibility. The key is being consistent and being visible. That's how you mm -hmm. build a brand, right? The more you show up and the more people see your brand over and over, they get to know it. They remember it, right? It begins to just sink into their minds. And that's really how, that's how you start building a brand. And the reason why you see companies winning is because they're consistent. There are some people that are much more talented. They have a better product. They aren't consistent. Yeah. So let, let's talk about, because I, in investing in that brand online on social media, how, how should people be thinking about investing in like sponsored ads on IG and Facebook? How do you think about that? Well, I think ads are really tricky right now. Will let me, let's just be honest. You know, I go on clubhouse and I am just one of those people where I'm like, don't bullshit me. You know, let's be honest. I don't know if I can curse on here, but yeah, I you good. You good. I love Jesus and I curse. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. I am one of those people where I'm just a straight shooter. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. I, I hear everyone saying, run ads, run ads, you know, run ads, run ads, run ads. And I'm like, okay, run ads. But normally the people who are saying run ads, run ads, run ads, run ads are people who are actually going to be on the fence over here waiting for you to say, so how much are you going to charge, you know, to run these ads? They're the people who run the ads for you. Mm. And either they're trying to get a percentage of your company or they have a retainer that's at least $3,000 or more. Okay. So how does Ronnie feel about running ads? Ronnie feels like you can run ads all day, but when we are running ads, you are paying for visibility. You're not paying just for the click. Okay. Mm. Right. You're paying for visibility. And you're and you're paying for the click, but you're not you're not paying when people just when they buy. Okay, yeah, so yeah. let me let me clarify this. You can pay for an ad, right? If someone clicks on that ad and they saw that ad and they went to that website, you are paying. So you get a million people to click on it and go to the website. But what 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 did I miss out on? What what is something I didn't say during this time? I never said that you they sold anything. It. Yeah, they ain't bought nothing yet. They ain't bought nothing yet. So the thing that happens with these ads is that you are paying to play, but you are not paying um, just 
because someone's buying from you. You can get a million people to go to that ad, you're going to pay, but you didn't sell anything. So you got to have a little money to play with when it comes to these ads. And it all goes back to one thing. It goes back to the content because you can spend millions of dollars on ads, but if the content is trash, it's not going to convert. It's all about conversions, right? We're not, we not paying money to get people to just look at something and to just click on it. The goal is to convert that lead into a sale. And if that lead is not turning into a sale, well, we over here losing money, bruh. You know, we're not doing this for fun. We're trying to get paid. So when we are telling people to go run ads, we need to make sure that we're telling them a few things. You pay for views that may not always turn into a sale. And you also have to pay the person who is running the ad for you, okay? Which normally starts at about two to $3,000 minimum, okay? And now they're getting so good. They're getting so spoiled out here. They might even say, hey, give me a percentage of your sales, right? I don't care if you spend 10 years building this brand. I want 10% of your sales. I want 5% or whatever. I think they're asking for 5%. Most are asking for 5%, okay? And then... You have to have that ad budget set aside. So how much you going how much you got to play with every day? Is it 150 a day? Is it 500 a day? You know, and this is where it gets expensive. But if you go and you create some organic content that organically drives people to your page, hey, you do that for free. You can get new followers all day. Is it educating? Is it entertaining? Is it informative? Right? that'll give you quality leads for free. So should I be thinking about if I, if I do run ads, then I am just trying to put myself into the feed of people who may not know I exist to broaden my audience and potential customer base. But the thing you have to keep in mind is when we talk about sales, it normally takes about nine touches or they say nine times almost for someone to see something before they actually make a purchase right? So you can put yourself in front of those people all day that you don't know. That's your cold market, right? But what you can also do if you're going to run an ad, you can do a lookalike audience. I would rather do a lookalike audience because that means these are audiences that follow someone that already follows me, right? They have something in common. They've follow one of my friends or they've seen my page or something of that nature. But when you are working with a cold market, you can have to spend a little more money and you're gonna have to put a little more effort into that content for it to convert because they already got their guards up. They're saying ads all day right now. Love it. Um, I would imagine with a strong brand, you open up your options for what you can offer as products. Like how do you, how should people think about, okay, I've got this strong brand or a budding brand. What should I sell? Yeah, you should ask your audience what they want for you. <laughs> That's the first mistake that people make. They say, what should I sell? No, you should be saying, what does my audience want me to sell? And then you should ask your audience what it is that they want from you. And I think that many people are hesitant to do that because they feel like uh, it makes them less qualified or they seem uncertain about themselves. But I believe that we have to give people what they want. In sales, the goal is not to give people what we want to give them. I see so many women, they go and, oh, I'm starting a boutique. Well, no one thinks you're fashionable. No one follows you for fashion. Who told you to do that? <laughs> you're not fashion over, you know? Right. But no one's 
I tell people when they come to me, I say, how many people do you have in your DMs asking you, where did you get that from? If, if this is your calling, then it will track you down. So if you have DMs <laughs> of hundreds of people saying, where did you get that? Right. Then you know that people <laughs> want that from you. It's but a reality can't. check right now. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> It's we a whole lot of bubbles getting burst right now in this episode. <laughs> we got to start telling people the truth. Well, if we love our people, we have to be oh, honest man. with them. Right? It's like I have women that have taken their whole refund check, $5,000, you know, $10,000, and they've gone to start this boutique. Next thing you know, six days later, blowout sale. Hell, you just launched. <laughs> How's it a blowout sale already? <laughs> Why is there a sale happening? Right. Oh, man. In the first two weeks. It's because this is what you wanted to give people. And if you would have just asked the people, what do you guys want more of from me? What would you like from me? Do a poll. Put it on your feed. And ask the people. That's what I did. Right? I asked the people, what do you want? I want you to teach more, Ronnie. I want to, I want you to build this community. I want to be able to work with you. I want you to help me build my business, right? I want you to create products that help us be more productive, right? Yeah, yeah. And I started getting tons of messages. What, what are you using your skin? How did you lose weight? What do you work? Like you have to pay attention to what the people want from you. You can't give them what you want to give them. Give them what they want from you. Um, you talked about like the levels of people, um, who buy into your coaching uh, programs. And I would, I would imagine, um, just in working with folks that the large majority of what you're doing, especially in the early, with the earlier people in their, in their entrepreneurial journey is confidence building. I would imagine you're spending a, a lot of time just helping them build their confidence to that they can believe they can go to the next stage. For those people who are listening that think they need the strategies and tactics, but really they need somebody to say, Booboo, you can do this. What do you say? You know, there is no easy answer to that question, Will. Um, the truth is uh, we come from a space of uh, generational trauma. And one of the things that I would say is when I was growing up, um, I didn't have parents that told me to go out and start a business. And it's not because my parents didn't believe in me, Will. It wasn't because my mom didn't think I was smart enough. You know, it wasn't because they didn't see the gifts inside of me. You know, as a black woman, we come from being taught to go and work for other ethnicities. And that's when our friends say things like, Let's go out and have a drink, new job, you know, toast. But you come and you say, hey, I started a company. And they're like, yeah. Yeah. So our parents, they didn't know any better. A lot of our parents, they weren't educated enough. And when I hear, especially the, the African, African-American people, black people saying, my parents don't support me. You know, my parents, they're my, they're my biggest haters, right? My parents don't believe in me. Sometimes I have to check them and I have to say, listen, your parents didn't understand or know that this was even possible. Give your parents some grace. No one taught your parents about ownership, yeah. right? When I walked away from my government job years ago, my mother was scared to death. She said, you about to what? You about to leave the government? The government, the government was the safest place that you could work. You know, so I just want to stress it comes from 
trauma. And then that trauma rolls over to you, right? So you don't believe that you could own a business. You don't believe that you can make a million dollars. You don't believe that you can own multiple properties. You don't believe that you can drive your dream car. You don't believe that you can employ people because no one ever spoke their life into you. And that's really where I see it starting off at. Tech Green Money is a production of Blavity Afrotech. It's produced by Morgan DeBond and me, Will Lucas, with additional production support by Love Beach and Raven Nearborn. Special thank you to Micah Davis and Sakara Savanyan. You know, like the wine? Yes, that's his real name. Learn more about my guests and other tech disruptors and innovators at afrotech.com. Go get your money. Peace and love. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.